Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm, of course, excited about this topic. I think it's one of the most helpful things about your human design chart when you're first getting into human design. And not that it ever goes away, but it's definitely one of the biggest things that will really help change your life from day one. And it is a little bit hard to kind of trust it um, just because we're not used to making decisions this way. That's really what the authority is about. It's the best way to make aligned decisions for yourself that work with your energy really well. But we've been so conditioned and just taught to make decisions, quote unquote, logically. So we've been taught really to just make decisions from the mind. And the mind is not the authority. The mind is not the one that is here to make decisions. Because honestly, the mind is just here to observe and play and be aware. And to just kind of take it all in and have fun. I mean, that's really what the mind is here for. It's here to have fun. But over so many years of conditioning, we've been taught to make decisions logically because if we can't explain it, then it doesn't make sense, which is total BS. And I'm super excited that we are moving towards just a society that actually accepts no as a full answer (laughs) and understands that you don't need to back up your decisions if you don't like feel the need to. If you really don't want to back up your decisions, you don't have to justify why you're making a decision. Because it feels correct is a complete answer. And that's a really good answer for just making aligned decisions. So, because that's what I say. I usually will tell myself, well, it just feels correct. Okay, that's more than enough for me. And that actually gives me more confidence than logically this makes sense. I hope that I hope that makes sense. Um, Anyway, so what your authority is, it's just the best decision maker for aligned decisions because we don't make decisions from the mind since that's what we've been conditioned to believe before. So how your authority is determined is by the definition in your human design chart. So the centers that you have defined in your chart help you to know which one is your authority And at the same time, you might have more than one authority center defined in your chart. And we'll get into that in a different episode. Um, But for the main portion, there's a hierarchy of the authorities. And we'll go through them. So if you have the emotional solar plexus defined in your chart, that is going to be your authority. Next up after that is the sacral center. So if you don't have the emotional center defined and you have the sacral center defined, then you will have a sacral authority. If both of those are not defined and you have the splenic center defined, then you will have a splenic authority. So this is, you know, if you have these ones open, it'll just default to the next one in the hierarchy. So the very top, is the emotional solar plexus. Next is the sacral center. Next is the splenic center. Then the ego center. Then the G center or the identity center. Then technically it's called um, a mental authority, although that is still not making decisions from the mind. We'll go into that, but 
mental authority would be if you have the Ajna defined to either the throat or the head center or both. It could be either of those, but you don't have any definition below the throat center. And then if you have no centers defined in your chart, you are a reflector and you have a lunar authority, which we already kind of talked about when we go when we went through the types, um, but we'll get more into it here. So if you have the emotional center defined, this means you have an emotional wave. More so this means that you usually can wake up and just feel a certain way. Throughout your day, you just have emotions going on in the background, regardless of whether or not you really are aware of the fact that you have them. So through your emotional wave, you have ups and downs, and you're not meant to make decisions in either a high or a low. If you're feeling a certain way, if you are you know, depressed for a moment, if you are overly excited, whatever it is, until you get to that neutral baseline clarity, you will not make correct decisions in those highs and lows. And depending on which center you have this defined to, so like whether or not you have the emotional to the throat, the emotional to the sacral, the emotional to the ego, or the emotional to the root, you will have a different authority wave. And that's a whole different topic. We'll get into that much later in the podcast episodes. We might not actually even get into them. Either way. So you have an emotional wave. The main thing is to not make a decision when you are in some type of emotional wave. You want to get to that neutrality, that clarity, and usually you can ride it out until, let's say like 24 hours. Give yourself at least 24 hours to see if you can get into clarity. If you are not clear after 24 hours, give yourself more time. You will know when you are clear because you won't be confused. Clarity and confusion are the two opposites. If you are confused about what you should do, that means you're not in clarity yet. That means you're still riding the wave, even if it's just a small part. And this could take, I mean, as long as it needs to, really, just to ride out that wave. And the question that I want you to ask to ask yourself when you're in clarity, again, not when you're in confusion, but when you're in clarity and neutrality, I want you to ask, does this feel positive? Does this feel good? Do I have a good feeling about this? Because if you've already ridden, ridden that initial emotional wave and you're back into clarity, you can pull this decision back up into your mind, think about it, and feel into it. Does it feel positive? Does it feel good? Do you have a good feeling about this? So that's the emotional authority. Now, if you have a sacral authority, when pretty much you're being fielded like you're a generator, we know this, because sacral beings have that generation of life force energy. And you're constantly being fielded different things into your view so that your sacral can respond to that. And really, you're responding with either a yes or a no, a hell yes or a no. <laughs> if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Does this excite you? That's really what it is. Do you feel like you've been turned on? Does your gut feel like you're pulling, you're being pulled towards it? Or do you feel like you're being turned off and like you're not being given any more energy? The sacral is in the moment, in the present, 
not future-based, not past-based. It's literally, does this feel exciting right here, right now? A lot of people have trouble with this one because we're not taught to, again, just live in the moment. So really cultivating your own present, like presence and mindfulness in the moment will help you the most. Because again, it's right here, right now. Is this a good decision for me? You do not need to make any decisions that are five years ahead of time, 10 years ahead of time. You're going to be in a totally different space at the time that you need to make that decision. So do you want to take this new job? Yes or no? If it's a yes, there you go. If it's a no, there you go. Either way, ask yourself the yes, no questions. So the best questions to ask yourself to really determine this is, do I feel excited about this? Does my body feel pulled towards this? And do I want, you know, whatever it is you're deciding about? Ask yourself these questions to see how your gut feels. And if you're having trouble getting really in touch with your body feelings about this, go back. I think it's episode 17 um, that we went into how to feel your energy. Do that. Start getting more in touch with your energy so that way this makes it a little bit easier. Okay, take a second, let this sink in, and we'll be right back. So if you have the splenic authority, this is very instinctual. I know a lot of people call this intuition. I personally don't because that makes it very hard to determine what that even means. It's more your instinct. And when we think about what instinct is, it's like, you know when you're in a dangerous situation. You feel it. You know whether or not to go down a certain street or not. You don't know why. You will never really know why. But you know the yes or no. And that's probably the hardest part about having this splenic authority because you really won't know why. Maybe you might find out in the next like six months or less. However, I can't guarantee that. Because your splenic center just says yes or no immediately when it's faced with the decision. It's instinct. It is kind of like a body feeling, but it's not in your gut. It's more in wherever it's meant to be. So let's say, again, back to the where you're walking. If you're going to walk down one street or if you're going to take the longer way. If you're faced with that short shorter street, that first street, and your body says no, your legs will start wanting to walk somewhere else. You'll feel resistance in your legs. Or same thing with writing something. Let's say you're writing something and you have the instinct to not and to go do something else. Your hands will probably stop what they're doing and (laughs) your body will want to go somewhere else. It's not necessarily a very strong feeling, but it is a feeling. And it's That little whisper, that little tiny whisper that you get in the back of your mind that says, yeah, or no. (laughs) And that is it. It will never speak again after that on the same issue. So get silent and ask yourself the questions or any of these questions. Is this right for me? Is this healthy for me? And follow your first instinct. I definitely recommend when you have the splenic authority, write down your first initial instinct because 
no matter what you actually decide to do, if you start writing down your first instinct and then writing down what you chose to do and then just kind of comparing the outcome, you can start seeing in a tangible way which way you actually do want to go and it starts getting more trust within yourself and your splenic might actually start speaking louder when you start listening to it as well. So that's the splenic. So then we have the ego authority. So this is, uh, this one's a harder one because of the fact that there's so much shame around selfishness. And a lot of people who have the ego center defined, if they haven't already worked through this and started standing up for themselves through what they desire, it may be kind of harder to tap into this at first. But really, I want you to realize that as an ego authority, it is so much better for not just you, but everyone around you when you get what you want. And the biggest thing around this is just to release the shame around quote unquote selfishness. It is correct for you to go for what you desire because that is where the ego center loves to be. It's like, I want this. I'm doing this. I want this. I'm going for this. Go for it. You do it. Because that is what you want. That is correct for you. So the best questions to ask yourself for this are like, do I want this? Ask yourself, do I want this? If it's a yes, go for it. If it's a no, don't. And then is my heart in this? Because again, this is more, this is more like, again, what you want, what you desire. So is your heart in it? If your heart's not in it, You're not going to have that willpower center that's turned on as well, like kind of like the sacral center does with the yes, no questions. If you don't want something with your ego center, then it's not going to give you that extra boost of energy to go out and get it. So say no to the things that you don't want and start saying yes to yourself more. Release the shame, release the guilt around saying yes to yourself. Okay. So next we have self-projected authority, and this is actually my authority, and the biggest things that I find are helpful for this are getting out of your own mind, (laughs) really getting out of the spiral of overthinking because, again, this is conditioning, but more so it's about what's correct for the self-projected projector is listening to your voice. Not hearing the words that you say, but hearing how you sound when you say it. This has been very helpful for me to tell other people that I trust. Um, Usually it's just my partner, but sometimes it can be one of my other friends that I don't need them to give me any advice. It's more so just, do I sound more excited about this or this? Do I sound more excited when I talk about this or not? Because other people are used to listening to you talk and it's correct for you to talk a lot because you have that direct connection to the G cent- from the G-center to the throat. You are constantly expressing yourself. That is correct for you. And one of the things that as well, kind of like the ego center is realize that it's okay to talk about yourself. It is okay to express yourself the way that you want to express yourself. And again, this is very dependent on your authority channel. However, so I have the 1-8 channel and the 13-33. Usually I am speaking from both. It really just depends. Um, But it feels different. So start tapping into 
what your authority channel is and just allow yourself to speak about yourself. So the different questions that you can ask to the other person that's listening to or to yourself if you're recording your voice and listening back, do I sound excited? Do I feel like I'm heading in the right direction? And does this feel like you? Does this feel like me? Use those three questions to really gauge whether or not it's going to be correct for you. And again, kind of like with the Splenic Center, you can choose whether or not you want to write it down and then write down what you actually chose to do and then also compare it with the outcome. So then next, we have a mental projected authority. So with the mental projector, this is kind of similar to the self projector. They're both, in a sense, like soundboarding. Um, however, the mental projector is more so the soundboard authority. So again, the same thing right here is to get yourself out of your mind <laughs> and truly find the correct environment for you. You'll know what the correct environment for yourself is when you feel good about being in that environment. So since you have so much openness, you constantly filter energy in and out through and around you. So being in the right environment is very crucial to your aspects so that you can make the correct decisions for you. And this is also very helpful when you're bouncing your thoughts off of somebody else. So without, with the self-projected projector, they can more so um, record and listen back to it and then debate whether or not it sounds excited. But for mental projectors, it's really bouncing your own voice off of the energy of someone else or off of the energy that is around you because you're finding out the different aspects that are correct for you and that are not correct for you because you amplify the energy that is around you so this is how you get that energy um, kind of like reflection. You get that feedback. There we go. So then I want you to ask yourself after you're talking about this, again, you're not here to take advice from somebody else, but listen to what you're saying and how it feels when you get that feedback loop. So ask yourself, do I like the sound of this? Does this feel correct for my energy? Really tap into those two. And again, being in the right environment, talking to somebody that you trust, these are bigger things. And then also getting yourself out of your mind so that you don't have to worry about whether you're overthinking it or you're doubting yourself because we all know the mind self-doubt spiral. So the do I like the sound of this and does this feel correct for my energy? And then with the lunar authority, so this is only for reflectors. For reflectors, since you are not technically a sun chart, but a lunar chart, this makes more sense to have the lunar authority. And the same thing with your strategy, it is, it's kind of like the same thing. Because you're waiting 28 days, or you can wait the full of the 28 days to figure out whether or not a decision is actually correct for you. The longer that you wait for a decision, or the longer that you wait to make a decision, the more correct the decision you make will be for you. So the biggest things for this is to release the urgency to make a decision in the moment. If anybody is pressuring you to make a decision right then and there, it's not correct for you because you need the time to see all the different aspects of it reflected through the cycle of the moon. 
or the different energies that are around you. And really, this is also about cultivating trust in the process of making decisions this way. So again, doing whatever you can to get out of your mind, to let yourself have more than enough time to make these bigger decisions. And then ask yourself as well, and you can ask these every single day, so that way you can see over time how your decision changes. And if you keep a running list, let's say you ask yourself on Monday these questions, you put yes or no, whether or not you would make that decision right now. And then on Tuesday, do the same thing. On Wednesday, do the same thing. And keep doing that until you kind of have a list of, okay, I have six no's and 20 yeses, you know, or however many it is. But you can generally see that from the data that you're collecting over time, that it will either be correct for you or not. And it makes it a lot easier when you're able to see it tangibly outside of yourself. So here are the questions that you can ask yourself every day. What am I deciding on? What do I want to know about it? What have I seen so far about making this decision? Ask yourself those three questions and then in, you can have like a decision-making journal if you want and put yes or no after those. And really cultivating this is more about taking the time to just do it. It's going to be a lot harder if you get into your mind and you start doubting the process. So cultivate trust in the process by actually using this to make your decisions and to see what is right or what wasn't right, what was correct for you, what wasn't, what worked and what didn't. And you can also journal and let yourself know like, okay, I'm feeling urgency right now, not really sure why, you know, whatever you want to do with it. Just keeping the notes, keeping the list and cultivating that trust however you can with yourself. So those are the seven authorities that you can have in your chart. And the reason that we don't have the root center as an authority possible way is because when something is defined in your chart, when centers are defined in your chart, it has to have a full channel to complete it. And if the root center was defined, it would be connected to the emotional center, the sacral center, or the splenic center. Those are the top three. So either way, the root center would still be under that, and it it's not anyways. Just like the head center isn't, pressure centers are not your decision makers because that just wouldn't really make for good decisions. <laughs> so I hope this helped. Let me know, and I'll see you next week.